Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Damn these Biloxi blues. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Below budget live, not so live Let's hear it This highway does not know my name And I don't care, no Sure don't. Didn't when I wrote this song. Still don't. Heading my way for another place And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there Low budget live, not so live And welcome that is, I've uh, been getting lots of comments, which is just, just amazing to me. It's amazing. It's exciting. Uh, makes my little uh, Grinch heart grow three sizes um, bigger. I forget what that is. I think I've mentioned that on Low Budget before, that Grinch reference, but I need to get it right. I need to get my Dr. Seuss right. But that is my song, Luke Duncan, Biloxi Blues from the album 64. It's the only album. That I ever put out there And all the songs I wrote over the years uh, And that was released back in like uh, 2013 But it's on iTunes, it's on Spotify, YouTube That's Biloxi Blues for all you Question askers out there Try to comment back to everybody on that And on every comment But welcome To the Low Budget Live Bar and Grill And uh, do we have A, uh, a fun one uh, Tonight you'll be hearing this tomorrow So this is the podcast for Monday December 9th, even though I am recording this on Sunday night, and it's been a wild, wild weekend. Wild weekend. Um, started out, uh, the triple threat and I, Marissa, she she made me go Christmas shopping yesterday. She made me go Christmas shopping. And, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of that. I, I, I'm, I am very much one for the holidays and 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 all that comes with it, but I am not one for malls. I am not one for Target. I'm not one for TJ Maxx. You know, look at me. Take one look at me and realize I, I I'm not all about that life. But I did get I did get treats and snacks. I did get uh, some kind of milkshake contraption at the at the mall that was amazing. That my wife she lured me in with that. Uh, I got to eat some sushi. Uh, another terrible lunch. I think we had some more, uh, maybe some, uh, we ate PF Chang. So we had some double Asian yesterday, double Asian, uh, good stuff, good stuff. So I did get to eat 
made my fat self happy, which we still got to work on this at some point. It's coming. The fat ass challenge number two is coming. Going to lose some weight. It's going to happen. I'm not going to keep living like this. I'm not going to keep living like this. But the weekend got started off like that. And then this afternoon, I was supposed to record this a couple hours ago with my guest tonight. And uh, had to had to had to text him up and say not gonna happen because my man Charlie, my 15 year old, killed the biggest buck of his life tonight. I'm gonna put a picture of it right here because I'm super proud of him. Absolutely, one of the coolest moments I've ever had deer hunting and and in the outdoors all all the way around. He was by himself, first deer by himself. Biggest buck, only the second buck he's ever taken. It was chasing does. He had an incredible hunt. Saw bobcats, saw several other little bucks, and and uh, just awesome. And when I got to him, he was he was so unbelievably excited. It was it was really cool. So to uh, see a kid share your passion is is always 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 something very very special, very special. So got a little late start, but we're we're getting it in now. We are getting it in, and we do have a. Uh, absolute fun guest tonight in Mr. Brandon Polinick, BP. BP uh, is going to fill us in on all the deets uh, that I haven't got to hear. I know he's been on other talk shows and whatnots, but uh, we got it from the G-Man last week. We want it from BP himself right here on LBL, so we'll be reaching out to BP just here in a little bit. Hope you're doing well. Hope your week was good. I I really, really do. I appreciate all the comments and all the love on the Swindle video. Swindle is... Uh, uh, He's just amazing, man. He, he's, you know, we talked about it a ton last week, but that was uh, the biggest podcast I've done uh, in the history of doing this for the last couple of years. Tons of comments. You guys are big Swindle fans, and Swindle will be a regular on some LBL going forward, and we're trying to put a couple things together that we can all have fun with going forward. So thank you for that. Uh, thank you for finding me. I'm getting a lot of that. Hey, man, I just found you. Hey, just found your channel. Thank you. Thank you. Glad you're here. If you are here, I'd like to say welcome. And if you're listening to this, if you have a set of ears, a set of eyes, some hands uh, to comment, you can comment below if you got an uh, invite to fish the FLW tour <laughs> next year. Man, every time I get on social media, somebody screenshot, congratulations, you qualified for the tour by having a pulse. <laughs> it's crazy, man, crazy times. I don't, uh, the deadline for the tour was to, Sign up was last Monday to get your deposits in, and it doesn't look like they filled it by some of the guys I'm seeing posting, uh, you know, getting invites, and some of the guys that I've seen posting that they signed up and, and uh, you know, ready to roll, ready to fish, that haven't fished Costas, that haven't fished the tour in the last few years, and some of the guys I personally know that didn't requalify um, for the tour are back in, so... You know, the qualifying regiment was out the window, and uh, it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be an interesting year, to say the least, but I wish everybody the best of luck uh, paying that forty grand. everybody the best of luck with all that this year, to say the least. Uh, but, yeah, I saw, saw that. You know, doesn't look like they filled it. I may be completely wrong, totally wrong. They might have needed three spots, and they sent out a mass email. I have no idea. Um, you know, for FLW's sake, for the good folks that are still there that I uh, care a lot about, I hope it does feel. Sure do. Hope it feels. Uh, we'll see. The field will definitely, definitely, definitely look way different than it ever has. Um, got a couple good friends of mine, though. Uh, you know, of course, John Cox is going to be over there. Brad Knight, Sammy George, little Sammykins is going to be over there. Um, a lot of guys, Dylan Hayes, uh, Matt Steffen, you know, Matt Becker, still a lot of a lot of guys over there that can really, really catch them that are really good guys, really good promoters, and um, there'll definitely be some uh, – some fishing to watch there, to say the least. Just some of those names you're accustomed to are definitely gone. And and uh, one of the names that's gone that's the most recognizable name affiliated with FLW is not an angler. No, not an angler. It comes in the form of a sponsor. And that is, uh, and this is something I've been alluding to a little bit that I thought was coming down the pipeline, but that is Ranger Boats, still building legends one at a time, Ranger Boats, no longer a tour sponsor, no longer an FLW sponsor. And that is a uh, – that's a shocker to say the least. You've got a 30-year – 30 years now, before a lot of you were born, 
30-year relationship between Ranger uh, Operation Bass, which was what it was called before it was bought by Irwin Jacobs, turned into FLW, but a 30-year relationship between Ranger Boats and FLW that's no longer there. And if you remember a couple podcasts ago, three podcasts ago, I talked about these endemic sponsors, these industry sponsors being bent over a barrel, so to speak, and, and asked and poked and prodded and saying, you know, you're not paying us enough money. You're not paying us enough money. So told you some of them were getting out. Well, we lost a biggie there. It's a big one. And, and you know, it, it, that's twofold. You know, Ranger, um, really, they sold a lot of boats due to FLW. They had a, a really great relationship there. So it's going to be interesting to see how that affects, you know, their day-to-day operations and, and things. But, uh, but stepping up in their place and becoming the exclusive sponsor uh, to replace Ranger's Phoenix Boats. The guys right up the road here, Winchester, Tennessee, Mr. Klaus and – and the gang up there, really, really good guys, build a great product. And, uh, you know, the guard is changing a little bit. So a new look. But they actually replaced TH Marine as the title sponsor of the um, BFLs. You know, TH Marine not going to be the title sponsor anymore. Um, interesting times. Interesting times. I think the press release still said uh, presented by TH Marine. But, um also notable, you know, on the high school deal, no sponsor. Bass Pro Shops out as well. It was the Bass Pro Shops uh, high school series or whatever. No Bass Pro logo on that. Interesting. Bass Pro, Ranger, all tied together. Somebody got uh, – a, a, it would be easy to piece together that somebody got upset. <laughs> but, you know, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy, you know, and I have no doubt that those guys can sell some non-endemics to replace all this. Um, We've talked about that a million times on here, but strange times, man, strange times, strange times. You know, well, Ranger, they've always given away boats at the coasts. You know, are they going to give away Phoenixes at every Costa event? It's like 27 boats, who knows? Um, You know, Ranger, every FLW staff person basically had a Ranger boat. They supplied all the boats for the BFL All-American, 50-something boats. Is that going to be the case now? When you make the BFL All-American, are there going to be furnished boats like there have been for however many years that they've been having it forever? Uh, It's very interesting. You know, all these details will come out. But, you know, congrats to the guys at Phoenix. Uh, Like I said, class act company, class act people, and uh, they got an opportunity and they took it. And they got in there, but uh, you know it's just interesting how this all played out, to say the least. And I'm not saying I said it was going to happen, I'm just saying I said it was going to happen. So I'll drink to that. I'm not claiming to be smart. I'm just claiming to you know no bullcrap. I know useless things, people. That's what I'm getting at. I know useless things, but uh, wild times with FLW. Uh, something else I saw this week that. Uh, just and really, uh, let me get let me get this feller's name here. I want to make sure I get this right. Um, hang on, hang on now. Preston Craig, Mr. Preston Craig, shout out to Preston. Preston won the TBF, the Bass Federation National Championship, back earlier this spring, which was ran by FLW. Um, the TBF partners with FLW, and you get to go to the Forestwood Cup when you win that, and you get to uh, – I think you make the BFL All-American through that, and you automatically qualify for the FLW Tour, but you earn the Living the Dream package. Living the Dream package, which is a boat and truck and all expenses paid and all that good stuff, entry fees, and, and Preston threw up a Facebook post that says, feeling angry with MLF right now. Earlier this week, and somebody says, Why? And he says, The new owners aren't honoring any contracts and aren't going to pay their part of the entry fees from the package I won to fish the FLW Tour or the Pro Circuit. Only the TBF was honoring their side. Um, what I found out later this week through some things because they were getting roasted because that's a lot of members, it's like 30,000 people fish that TBF, lots of eyeballs, lots of wallets right there, and um. You know, they backpedaled on it. 
and I saw on a post on FLW site that they absolutely indeed will be honoring that. So I say good for Preston uh, for getting it out of them. Now, if the guys that uh, finished up well in the Costa Championship that thought they were getting to go to the Forcewood Cup, that you know thought they were at least earning a $10,000 check for that, let alone a chance to fish for $300,000, let alone getting a chance to fish for a prestigious title, Andrew Upshaw, Mac Pangrek, Matt, uh, Travis Mance, and some other guys, uh, you know, they, they don't get anything. They don't get anything. And uh, I don't know what's going to be done about that, but it's not, it's not right. They supported that trail. That's something you shoot for. They finished up really high. We're going to get Upshaw on again here pretty soon to talk about this. But I uh, hope, that, hope that MLFLW, MLFLW, hope that they do something about that. That's, that's garbage in my opinion. Um, but, and I made, a, I made a joke this week, but at the rate of the backpedaling, because it was like, here's the new format. Just kidding. We're not going to do that. Here's the jersey. You're going to wear our logos. No, 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 no. We're just kidding. We're just kidding. Um, <laughs> the only thing they haven't backpedaled on is those entry fees. It's the only thing they haven't backpedaled on. Um, and I've heard this from sponsors as well, that they're like, give us more money. Wait, you can pay the same. And then most sponsors are like, yeah, shove it. We're out. Or we're going to pay less. So a lot of backpedaling going on. And I think that, you know, once you, when you take on something like this and you try to act like you are the savior of a dying business um, and you try to strong arm, I think that sometimes you realize that uh, maybe that business wasn't in such bad shape after all and they had some really solid relationships that uh, uh, didn't need to be burned down. But, uh, you know, that's just how it goes. That's how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, speaking of relationships, there's a relationship in my life, professionally and personally, that I really, really appreciate. And that's what these guys right here. Starbright. Wait a second. Another bottle. Startron. The fine folks at Startron Starbright Solutions down in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I actually got to talk to El Presidente, Mr. Gregor Dornow. This week, telling me, uh, you know, how much he's appreciating everything coming on LBL. We're going to try to do a couple traveling circuses together this spring, and I can't freaking wait. Uh, some saltwater stuff, but, uh, you know, it, great people support the people that support this industry and things like this, because this is not your typical, definitely not your typical media type thing so for these guys to support my craziness and my outspoken you know opinions it's awesome so Starbright uh Startron who are also Bassmaster sponsors and MLF sponsors so oddly enough but uh this is truly some of my favorite stuff in the world the ultimate boat guard this stuff uh you spray it on you wipe it off and it makes your boat look like you washed it and my boat's never you know really that clean but that stuff right there it's like a it's a spray on wax basically um just absolutely makes it bling so ultimate boat guard i'm going to pick a winner tonight today throw down in the comments if you want some ultimate boat guard i'm going to give away five bottles i'm going to pick five people this is christmas ladies and gentlemen this is christmas merry christmas to all you all get some star bright yeah if you want some ultimate boat guard drop a comment below and i will pick five lovely people so big shout out y'all love my shout outs shout out to startron starbright i really 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 appreciate it uh working on a couple things for the next few episodes before we get our guest on here i want to do a little housekeeping um let me send a text here i feel so bad because i've had to reschedule this about 15 times with bp today uh, but I got a really interesting message today. Really interesting message. Um, just awesome, awesome to hear the support that this podcast is getting. But Rob, big shout out to Rob at Lunkers TV, reached out to me, Guggen Squad fame, and uh, told me he liked the podcast, and we got to throw him back and forth on some things. And I think I'm going to get Rob to come on. So we're going to get to hear Guggen life from a Guggen himself. 
I know I talk a lot about the paradigm shift in the industry, you know, how things have changed with the popularity of, of YouTube fishermen and, and social media in general, and nobody knows it better than those guys. Um, they're controversial in the fishing world at times. A lot of people have a lot of different opinions, but I want Rob to come on. He's an opinionated dude about a lot of things, and uh, I think it'll be a good time. So we're going to try to get Rob on here in the next couple of weeks um, to to talk some mess and and see you know see what he thinks about all this craziness going on in the fishing world right now. You know, from from another perspective, you know, a non tournament angler perspective. Even though those guys, a lot of them do uh, a couple of them, especially fish tournaments. Rob, I know, used to run some events, um, but. But yeah, I really appreciated that. A guy, you know, he's he's like, hey man, I came across your podcast and uh, reached out. So much respect for that and uh, and the kind words. So hopefully we'll be talking to Rob sooner than later. But right now, we're going to try to call the one, the only... Let's see if we can get him here. Ladies and gentlemen, exciting phone ringing. This is, I actually. Hello. BP. What's going on? So here's the deal. You know me well enough to know that I'm a little all over the map, right? Yeah. (laughs) You didn't have to agree. No surprise there. You you didn't have to agree with that. But when I text you five minutes, it was more like two and a half. Yeah. I wasn't ready for the two and a half. I'm over here like scrambling, trying to find the connector to my headphones and all that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Brandon Pollock, ladies and gentlemen, again, joining us in the low budget live bar and grill. I need some kind of jazzy sponsor name for the call in guest on the blah, blah, blah hotline. What any suggestions? BP, you're the marketing genius. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, um. If you name it and it sticks, it's yours forever. So, do you want it, do you want it to be called the Brent Bollinick Hotline, the BMP no. Fishing Hotline? <laughs> no, no. See, I was gonna throw like I was gonna throw like a sponsor plug in there for you, but then I was like, yeah, I don't know exactly who he's with for next year. And who he's not <laughs> with, so, well, I just so now I'm gonna be with Starbright again next year. It's the only uh, Starbright has sponsored LBL for two years now, and they actually called yesterday, the owner, and was really excited about everything going on with the LBL. So they'll be back next year um we'll come up with a good let me, one. let me ask you this question do you have do you have a wheel sponsor for next year i i, I at the moment that is up in the air <laughs> okay See, I, was, I was gonna say like you know such such rolling on i got you I got, oh it's beautiful you know, the hotline so if you don't you probably should i should I was just, i'm probably gonna reach out to another wheel company if the current wheel company vision wheel decides that they don't love me anymore. But I was actually with those guys doing some filming this week. So we'll see. They're just kind of into that, you know, into the tournament game. Um, they got in it through me really. And they're, uh, they're still interested in that. So I think that they'll, uh, I'll give them your number <laughs> because, because, uh, with me being out of tournaments, I don't know how interested they are in just YouTube life and podcasts, but, uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, uh, so, dude, last time we talked to you, last time you were in an airport, rushed to get to Ohio to sit in a tree stand. So we need a we need an update on how tree stand life was. Um. Well, let's see. Tree stand life. Tree stand life was not as good as your son's life was uh, this <laughs> evening. <laughs> Yeah, he's cheating. He's got a rifle, and he and he's in a big shooting house. So it's yeah. still so, still epic and awesome, but a little different. A little different. So I would say for me, tree stand life was a new experience. I think we talked about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, until then, I had never sat in a tree stand. So, um, long story short, on that one. That was kind of when, like, all the madness was going down. Yes. Um, and it, I'm actually thankful that it was going down that week, sitting in a tree stand. And, like, um, you know, buddies with, like, Brad Knight. Yeah. He sat in a lot of tree stands. And he always, 
they always be telling me like, oh yeah, I call it you know tree stand therapy. Mm-hmm. I never really understood it because I don't really like to sit still when I'm hunting. You know, I kind of got a bad habit of wanting to know what's over the next ridge and over the next ridge. And there, I, I gotta give it to the guy sitting in the tree stand. There's something different about it. It also has some of those similarities of like you know why I think hunting is special, but there's something about sitting there and letting nature happen around you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that's really special. And one day, in the midst of all this, I for whatever reason I just forgot my phone sitting on the table at the rental house we were at, and had nothing. Had zero technology wow. and nothing and sat in a tree stand all day long. And it brought a lot of clarity. I can imagine. And and so I was actually thankful for all of that. Uh, you know, Swindle called it mind medicine. That's what he calls it. And I think that's beautiful, mind medicine, when he's in a tree stand. Yeah. We talked about that last week on here, and I, I, I'm like – that immediately grabbed me. Of course, you know, Gerald's always going to come up with terminology for something uh, that's better than anybody else, I feel like, at the time. And and truly, he made a post with a selfie in a tree stand that said, mind medicine. And I was like, that is... And I wrote it down when I saw I was like... Because I was working on my little uh, note sheet to interview him. And I was like, mind medicine. That's beautiful. And it, and it makes so much sense. So I totally get that, man. Yep. 100%. Uh, but... You know, what everybody's probably wondering, no, I did not fill my freezer anymore full. <laughs> not, well, not that week you didn't, but you did last not week. Not that week. I, I did, I did uh, yeah, like, you know, yeah, last week, I guess. Yeah, it was later and part of the week, week right? Shooting an elk. Shot an elk in Montana. And you had Tiff with you, right? I did. That was the first. That's cool. Uh, first big game animal that she has seen get shot. Does she does she enjoy it? I'm trying to get my wife to go. Um just sit in a deer stand. But uh did did she enjoy it? I know you guys are adventurous and you've been all over the world and back and you like to hike and things like that. Does, so does she she enjoy the hunt? She does. That's um, awesome. She doesn't like to be cold. <laughs> well neither. And it I. was negative nine that morning. Oh yeah. So, pass. You know, I gotta give her props that she's got out of the truck. With no me. kidding. Um, but when you, it's different than sitting in a tree stand because when you're moving and you're hiking up and down mountains and it, you don't get that cold. No. Uh, it's it's when you stop and you sit and that that's when you start to get cold. So uh, it was it was just a really cool experience. The the story behind it, you know, it's a memory that we'll be able to make or keep forever. Uh, and then. I got my my mom and my stepdad over here um, on Friday, and we spent eight and a half hours having a couple of drinks and processing that whole entire elk. That's a, you know, that's it's, awesome. It's something I like to do. So I think I even sent you a picture of that. Yeah, you did. You did, and and I was jealous because Brad Knight has uh, over the last couple of years has fed me elk steaks on tour, uh-huh. and I'm going to miss that about as much as anything this year. BK hooking me up in his. Uh, in his camper with some elk steaks he's he was always throwing those around um you know i I was telling it's funny you say and i was thinking about you in this moment i was i was field dressing the deer uh charlie shot this evening and we're talking and we're going through the motions and he and and my kids one of my one of my really close friends from my hometown owns a deer processing business and so we have become really spoiled to that notion of mm-hmm. well we shot one we're taken with the processor and when i when i was growing up and my dad does it now he's lazy like i am and so he's just like you know takes them and i enjoy processing my own deer you know but it's like you said and you're like man eight hours of course that's an elk but with a deer it takes a long time too i mean there are a lot of people that are really good at it but if you take your time i mean you're several hours into this and of course you know Charlie's got school tomorrow. I've got work, and it's it's sixty degrees outside. You know, you would really be up all night taking care of it. But it, there's really something that is missed in this day and time with the processing services. And I, I'm glad my buddy really. I mean, he told me he took like sixty something deer in this weekend. It's just insanity. Yeah, it, oh, it's it's insane up here and uh, in, in southern Tennessee. But 
there's something missed in that. But Charlie, we were as we field dressed the deer, he said, "Hey, don't people hang these up?" <laughs> I swear, he's 15, and and uh, you know he's hunted with me for the last few years, and and uh, he's he's taken like three or four deer, and this is only his second buck ever, and first animal he's ever taken by himself, sitting by himself in a stand. So it was a really special moment, and we were really geeked out. And he's like, "Don't people hang these?" I was like. Yes, Charlie, to, to, you know, process them, to clean, you know, skin them. And he's like, oh, okay. All they know is shoot deer, field dress deer, put deer on trailer, take to the processor, get summer sausage. <laughs> I mean, really, or get hamburger meat or whatever. So I think it's really cool that you do that because people do that with elk too. I mean, obviously, that's a big oh, yeah. business too. But it's, you know, guys like Adam Greentree, Cameron Haynes, those guys, uh, Stephen Ranella, those guys are really cool follows on Instagram, folks, if you're not. But they do all their own processing like that. And it's really, it makes me feel like less of a man when I see you doing that. And I know those guys do it too. And I'm just throwing them in the back of the truck and taking them to my buddy. <laughs> Uh, but I, I mean, you're better off doing that than letting it hang out there in 60 degrees. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. And so, for, for sure. So, but I mean, but yeah. I, but I thought about BP. Off. I thought about the big pile of elk meat picture that I got sitting on the table. I was like, yeah, I really, uh, I'm really letting my kid down here. I feel like not taking him back. And going, all right, we're gonna skin this thing out till midnight. Come on, let's go. We're gonna do this. <laughs> but, uh, but, well, that, that's awesome, dude. I'm glad that's uh, that got you some. Uh, Got you some meat for the freezer for uh, let's see what are you doing next year? What are you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You're you're fishing the Elite fishing. Series. <laughs> oh yeah, that thing. That thing. That thing. Well, congratulations. I haven't got to officially tell you on the podcast. I know we've text, but Thanks. congratulations because I know for a million different reasons that's a very tough decision. Um, same thing I talked to Gerald about. It, it's it's not one that was taken uh or made lightly it wasn't taken lightly by some folks either but uh but it was it was not made lightly i know you told over it and and we discussed that and you're definitely back and forth about it and you know for me and i want to get your thoughts on this i mean does it and and i hate the terminology just because it's cliche but it does for me looking at especially your situation and, and gerald's too it definitely comes full circle for me that that's that you're going back there and you epitomized the Bassmaster dream more than anybody ever has take out Van Damme and I and I'm and and no this is this is not really a, a comparison but I'm saying throw out these guys you all the all the other names you started truly at the bottom of the ranks with this organization as far down as you can get and just busted your butt all the way up to the freaking classic and then right to the elites. And you were such a swing for the fences, which I hate also, but I'll say that. But, <laughs> but, but you know, just throwing it all out there for one spot or one type deal that you thought you could hit a home run on and win, and, dude, you've done it several times and had these phenomenal events, and I just, me personally, and you you did fine with the BPT. You caught them, you made some cuts, you, you had some great events, but I just never felt like watching you because I watch all your videos. I keep up with everything you do. I'm, I, I'm, I love me some BP, and it just never, to me, watching you in that format just never felt like your video series did when you were on the Elites, and I don't mean any offense by that, by that but it just the videos weren't as like, I don't know, the videos were great, but it was like that drama, that five big fish, what Brandon's known for. I don't know, man. It, it was, it's, I guess I say all that to say I'm, it's exciting. And I think with all the comments I'm reading on my own social media and on this podcast and the messages I'm getting, um, people telling me, hey, man, have Brandon back on. Love to hear you talk to him. I think everybody's excited because they feel the same way. And I'm not knocking the other deal. I, I don't want anybody to – don't get that twisted at all. Um, it's just a different deal, and you and I have talked about that on here. It's a different deal. But uh, are you are you excited now that the dust has settled, now that the wolves are howling and the sheep are doing whatever they do? Are you, are you excited? Can you be excited now? Uh, yes. Yeah. And – it's a it's a different excitement, and I, 
I still don't know that I've found like all the words for it. Um, because I, I feel like I want to say that I'm, I'm more comfortable now, but since the very beginning, I've always told myself not to get comfortable because then you lose that drive. Yeah. And so like being comfortable is not really the right word or content or, but it's similar to that, right? Like, I just feel like that's where I should be. Like, um, it's like where I can just be who I feel like I should be is like the best way I can put it. Um, you know, if you, if I look back at all of the times I spent sleeping in the back of the truck chasing, (laughs) you know, like going way back, like before the elites, um, back when I was still in high school and I'd take off for 30 days in the summer and I'd sleep in the back seat of my truck chasing tournaments around, you know, like, and I would go and I'd buy 10 cheeseburgers from McDonald's for 10 bucks. And I would throw those in my boat cooler on ice and live off those for a week. Like all of that stuff and that process and chasing what chasing the highest level that BASS had to offer. Right. Like I, I was always focused on that. Uh, and, and I fished a, a fair amount of FLW stuff mm-hmm. and the TBF stuff and had good success there. But when it came down to it, my dream was always to fish the classic fish, the elites, win Toyota Bassmaster angler of the year, win the classic. Like those were, those were dreams, right? Win the Bass nation championship. Uh, and, and I think through like all of those struggles and process, it became such a huge part of who I was or who I am that I couldn't get away from it. And even when I left physically, it was like my heart never left. Right? Like I struggled with the decision last year. I was one of the last guys to make it. And I'll be the first one to say that I, I, I tried to make an educated decision and I don't regret the decision because I learned more from it than I think I would have if I would have stayed. I learned more about myself. I learned more about the organizations on both sides. I like just the overall ins and outs. Yeah. Just the overall oversight of the fishing industry and the way that I want to go about my life, I guess. Yeah. Is, uh, I, I learned a lot about that. And, and so I don't take it for granted. I don't regret it. Um, and I know there's a lot of talk out there of like, oh, you know, you guys committed for three years. You guys should have stayed committed. But then you can go back and you can say on the same sense of like, I was committed to the elites for 72% of my life. Yeah. And chased it and left. Um, and and I felt like that. I just had to go back to that. It was just something that. I, I couldn't get away from, and you talk about like in my videos, right? Like where the production quality is great, and I enjoyed the year, and I I had fun. Didn't have the same drive and passion, mm-hmm. and that scared me. Yeah, I could, I, I and I I couldn't see that through your videos, but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, it, it's just it's just so different, man. It's so different. It's it's not right or wrong. It's just different, and. Uh, and and that's what Swindle talk has talked about too is familiarity and uh, you know and and family and you know there are things like the blast off and the and the emotion around that you know of course he's he's like me he's just a redneck who likes to try to have a boat race too <laughs> <laughs> you know that's what he said on here he's like yeah I like racing boats and now he's got a new boat to race so he's excited but yeah. uh, but but I think in that there there's just so many things that that we're missing from your life and from his life and from a lot of guys' lives. And and I think there are, you know, and there are more guys that w- that wish they could make that decision. And I, and I think that there are guys that are extremely happy where they're at. And we know both. You and I both know, we both know both. Um, and so I, I think that you just have to pick what's best for you, what's best for your family. Um, and And that leads me to my next thing, which is, you said you learned, and, and Gerald said this too. You learn who's looking out for you and who's not too. And I and I think in this, 
the negative that that what little negative I've seen, which is not much, about you guys going back um, and where it's came from. It's it's disappointing, and and it's uh, you know. I wasn't real surprised with some of it, but with where it was coming from, um, and I've talked about that already, so I don't want to rehash it, but um, were you surprised with some of the, the comments that were made from from colleagues? I was actually surprised more so on how overwhelmingly positive it was. Mm-hmm. That actually shocked me more because I knew there would be some backlash. Yeah, of course, of course, and backlash from both sides, right? There's yes, going to be yes, that's people a good point. on the elite side within the staff. Like, there's going to be people on both sides that think it's a bad idea, right? And I get that, but there's also like fans and stuff from both sides that support it, right? Mm-hmm. People that come out and say we are fans of you as a person, as an angler, and we're going to follow you and support you no matter what. That to me is awesome. Yes. Um, and, and I take ownership for people being upset, you know, and especially more so on like on the bass side of it, because I mean, like when we all left, like, you know, a lot of that's personal because as fishermen, we're passionate about this sport, whether you work in it or whether you fish in it, we don't, if you were attached to this industry somehow, it's because you're passionate about it. Uh, and when you're that passionate about something, you can, you get hurt by that. Mm-hmm. You know, and like people were emotionally hurt by that. And, uh, there's a, do you ever listen to Tyler Childers? Oh, absolutely. All the time. <laughs> yeah. So there's a, there's a line in the Tyler Childers song. Um, and I'll probably misquote it right now, but it, it says, uh, it takes twice as long to build bridges you've burned. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I've burned bridges because I never had anything bad to say about people. But just by leaving and like creating any sort of, um, you know, emotional stress on somebody, it takes a while to build that back up, right? It's a trust thing. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's a relationship. And, and I understand that. And I take responsibility for that. So, you know, I'm I'm excited to get back with that group of guys. You know, there's a lot of new guys, um, and then there's some guys that are that I'm really good friends with. And I'm just I'm excited to get in that and kind of see the positivity. You know, that was one thing I heard a lot from some of the guys that I was still friends with talking throughout the years just how much positivity they have over there now yeah it's it I, that's that's a sentiment i heard over and over and over and that was really what do you, could you can you say looking back that you felt like there were was a lot of negativity on your first several years over there before you left no I because i never felt that of, i no, mean i don't think there was a lot of negativity um i think it's just human nature that people want to see things continually progress mm-hmm. right? that's why we don't we don't still live in caves and beat animals down with big billy clubs yeah right like we which i think you could by the way i think you could probably do that but that's neither here nor there <laughs> maybe that's a matter of opinion <laughs> but that it, I think that there had been years where there wasn't as much progression. And that's why I think ultimately all of this is good because however long it takes from here till all of this settles down, a lot of good will come from it. And already has. And already has, Mm -hmm. right? It's created a lot of positive change. And so that's a good thing. Uh, And... And I think anytime you have a big shakeup like that, it really makes people think, uh, you know, and adjust. And it's it's a good thing. I I, I agree. And I think that uh, I think it's going to be an incredible year. And this is a cookie cutter question, but 
are you looking forward to those big smallmouth events more? Or are you look because I think the schedule's ridiculously good for next year with a lot of really like Lake Eufaula looks like that could be really fun because there were some really good weights caught that there this year and a lot of local stuff I've been keeping up with and I'm just like yeah they're gonna smash them. So what uh, what event are you looking forward to the most? Going back to your roots, five fish. What do you think? I mean, no doubt. I love, absolutely love the smallmouth events. I, w- I will always love those because I love the areas. I love Clearwater, and I just love smallmouth. Uh, and and we have some massive crowds up there. Oh, yeah. Waddington is some of the biggest crowds. And that's what I feed off of. Like, I feed off of people. Um, and, like, having those fans, is, I think, is one of the most important things. Because without fans none of us have a job that's right and the cool thing with fishing is that i believe it's all relative and more so in a five fish format Uh, but i've always believed this in the sense of like your excitement level a two pounder on the saint lawrence river does not mean the same thing as it does on the Sabine River. <laughs> Not at but all. But from your excitement level, from what it actually means to your progression in the standings and your finish, it does mean the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, or like a two-pounder at the Sabine would be a four-pounder at the St. Lawrence River. That's right. And so the la- in 2018 when we fished the Sabine, it was one of my favorite events because I, I continued to climb and make good decisions every day. I didn't have big weights. I had like eight pounds, 10 pounds. But that's crushing it there. It's all relative. Yeah. It's all relative. Right. And so what I realized this year is that in a five fish foreman on somewhere like the Sabine river, I could get super pumped up about a two pounder. But on Table Rock, it was really hard for me to get pumped up about my 20th two-pounder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just because it was, it's just different. Um, um, And and that that passion, and and then you talk about, like, there's something that cannot be replaced by the moment when your weight is called on a scale. (laughs) Those moments, just moments, period. Yes, you you cannot replace that, and I'm a firm believer that that is where dreams are made of, mm-hmm. or that's where dreams are made, and that goes for every single dude that fishes professionally right now, no matter what circuit you are on. Yeah. At some point, you saw a guy win an elite event, or a classic, or the Forcewood Cup, whatever it may be, when all of us were trying to you know, strive to be a professional angler. Well, I should I shouldn't say all because like Clun's been doing it since nearly the beginning, so <laughs> maybe it was a little different for him. But all of us that have watched that, right, majority of the guys saw a major event where a guy's weight was put on a scale and called, and in that moment his entire life changed everything changed yeah right every like all of the build-up to that moment and and i know this from experience when you win an event like that every single thing in your life that was a struggle to get to that point flashes back Mm -hmm. it's like a movie and you know where it like rewinds and fast forward super quick yep it's like it just flashes back through every part of your life and then go straight back. And there you are in that moment with, you know, tons and tons of people screaming and cheering you on. And it, and it, it erases, and Swindle said this so perfectly too, it erases all the bad days in an instant. In an instant. Yep. All the days of getting up earlier than you want to, all the days of getting in bed late, all the days of fishing in 48-degree rain in four-footers when you're like, yeah, this is not as cool as I thought it was when I was reading Bassmaster Magazine, and I thought this was a good idea. You forget about all of it. You forget about all of it in that moment. And 
I, I can't relate in any way to winning a, a major event. The only win that uh, that I, I ever had was as a co-angler. But at that time in my life, um, I was just getting back into the sport, competing. And when I won, my life was really at a, at a low point and going through a lot of things. And, dude, whenever they called that weight, and I thought I had a chance coming in, and everybody's kind of blowing me up backstage, like, man, I think you can win this. Like, in that moment, you're right. Like, it is, it's just, and, and anytime I made cuts or anything like that on tour, it's, it was like that, too, when you weigh in in front of the big crowd on the last days and, or, you know, the, the weekend cuts, everything flashes from club tournaments to just those moments of your, you know, my dad taking me fishing, all that. So I totally, I totally get that. And that's what I missed watching BPT or, you know, MLF in general, those moments, man. I know that when Joe Lee won, he was freaking ecstatic because he just put 100 Gs in his pocket. He just beat this incredible field of anglers. But on the other side of it, it's like, hey, Jordan, you just won. And there's nothing else. But then when Brian Latimer wins at Lake Seminole on the tour and he hits his knees – Holding that trophy over his head, he's crying everything you can see, everything that guy's worked for come out of him at one time. At one time. And so I, I'm I'm excited that you're getting back to the moments. And I hope that that you know the guys over there at, at the other side that can realize that and find a way to make that happen. I don't I don't know if it fits, and I don't know if that's their priority or not. I don't know, but but I think that that is very important for the fans, and that's the negative you know comments you see that that I think kind of kicks people away. But um, but yeah, man, I, I'm super pumped for you, dude. I'm super proud of you as a person, uh, as an as an angler, and you're a great guy. And a class act, and and I'm I'm glad that you're uh, you're you're making decisions for your family, and and uh, you know you and Tiff, and and I know that it's it's going to be good, man. Uh, I got to ask you one more thing because it has to be said because Swindle said it right here at the end, um, not to be too controversial, but uh, so you had to pay a very large fine, and we won't get into specifics yeah. on that, but I mean. And Gerald made a point. He said it's a, it's more about that than it is the anglers. And, you know, you did break a contract, but do you feel like, and you can answer this if you want to or not, do you feel like there should have been a fine for that, though? Because you guys kind of, without the anglers, that trail doesn't exist, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't. So should you have to pay a fine to change your mind? That's kind of, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place with that. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways you can look at it. Um, you know, and you, I mean, legally, could you have battled it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, was it worth it to me? No. Because for me, once I made my mind up, I just wanted it to be done. Yes. Um, and, and through this whole process, and by process, I mean making my decision to go back. Uh, it wasn't like one day I woke up and said, uh, you know what, I think I'm just going to go back to bass. Didn't quite work that way. Right. Uh, you know, it's, it's been like <laughs> kind of months of betting it out in my own mind. And I really stayed pretty closed off about it Mm -hmm. um, from anyone on the outside you know it was really just conversations between me and tiff i didn't have any conversations about it with my own family i had to call my family like 15 minutes before the press release came out and say hey this is going to be coming out i just wanted you to hear it from me so you didn't hear it (laughs) or see it (laughs) that's awesome facebook or something um but i really wanted to make that decision based on the things that I truly cared about and the things I valued. So that there are some people in this world that highly, highly value a dollar. I'm not one of those people. Amen. And, and it's taken me 32 years and however many days of my life to, to understand that. Don't get me wrong. We all need money to survive. And money allows you to do the things that you love to do and the things that you're passionate about, right? Like, I couldn't do what I love to do and fish without money. 
but the decisions that I make to decide how much money or how little money someone makes, um, for me, basing that purely on financial gain is it just doesn't work. Because um, for whatever reason, the way that I build, I, I fight it personally every time, even if it makes business sense. And I've made two decisions in my life or like in my fishing career that were based on potential financial gain. And I probably made money in both of them. But I battled them personally every time. Uh, and and this was uh, kind of one of those decisions, right, where I, I made the decision last year, not because I knew I was going to make more money, but um, looking at the platform and the potential of it and all those things, like, you know, all these things that were being told, I had so many opinions coming in from so many directions. I thought, you know, this is this is probably a good move. Um, you know, there's there's really good uh, possibilities here that we can build something that's really big for everyone that's fishing professionally and that has a really good system that allows the guys that are coming up to do really well. Um, but a lot of that was based on other people's opinions and uh, for me not wanting to miss out on the potential you know financial gain of it um, and I, I finally had to come to terms with myself because I still thought that right like even knowing that a dollar is not the number one thing I value I still battled it when I made this decision Right, like, hmm. is this a smart move? Like, is it going to cost me a bunch of money? And I had to vet through that myself. Like, that was wow. like a, a personal growth thing that I had to vet through and say, at the end of the day, if all my buddies over there are making a million dollars two years from now, I'm going to be pumped for them. And if I'm living happy and making 50 grand a year, I'm going to be happy. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's what it came down to. And I had, I had to make that decision knowing based on like what my personal values were. I, I'm, I'm so glad you said that. And I, I'm, I'm just, that is, uh, I know you and I, and I, I respect that about you hearing you say that, man, I've had to make some decisions myself and some things. And, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, it's not easy to walk away from something that looks um, like a big shiny quarter, <laughs> so yeah, to speak, or, or or it's being being told to you that that's the case, or or what have you. And like you said, it may end up being that way. But for me to be fulfilled in life, and it doesn't uh, mean that um, someone else is wrong. No, it not just at means all. That they're different i mean they're different would it be if we all walked around like robots exactly Exactly. that that's what i've said about the little the little podcast that could here in the last few weeks when it's made people upset it's like why if i was status quo i would be boring (laughs) if i thought the same you know as everybody else i I wouldn't you know i wouldn't be able to sleep at night um that's just never been me man I, i i like to I like to walk outside the lines, you know, uh, that's just always been me. So no, it's, if, if that's what you're about, that's fine. Um, for me to be fulfilled though, especially this fall with everything that's happened in life, you know, I do believe there are greater things out there and that, that there are, um, more things to life than, than chasing a dollar. Now, granted, like you said, it keeps the lights on. Yep. Uh, I ain't going to turn down a check now. <laughs> Any yeah. of y'all listening want to sponsor Low Budget Live, hit me up at lowbudgetlive1 at gmail.com. <laughs> but I'm not going to turn it down. I'm just saying it, it's different. It's a different uh, It's a different look, man. You, you need uh, – um, there are a lot of things in life you need um, more than, than chasing a dollar. And I, and I think we all get caught up in it, and uh, especially in this world, and I think in the fishing world. And – you look at these guys that are divided and, and things now, and it's it's really disheartening because 
I mean, you know, like I know, you'll have guys get upset because the same logo pops up on your jersey one year after they had it on theirs. You know how you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That kind of stuff gets really uh, tricky sometimes. Like, hey, man, you're coming in on my turf a little bit. I mean, you know, it's it's a shame how all this can play out at times. So, uh, man, I, I really respect you for saying that, uh, dude, and and uh, that's awesome to hear. It's really awesome to hear tonight. You you had sent me a text about something, and I'm going to text you after this. So we're a little private, LB. After LB, I'm going to text you something. <laughs> but uh, about that situation right there, that really uh, that was great. That was great, dude. So, um, all right, buddy. I think we I think we killed this. 38 minutes of your precious time. Tell Tiffany, I'm so sorry. I'm going to send her a Christmas present. Um, deal. Deal. Actually, you know what? Full disclosure, don't have my wife anything for Christmas yet, so I can't be sending Tiffany anything yet unless she my – wife, my wife is the hardest person to shop for ever, um, and I don't know what to get her. So if you guys have any yeah. ideas out there, if drop them do. in the comments. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you do get Tiffany a Christmas present, you want to just go ahead and put my name on it? Yeah, sure do thing. Google present? Yes, that works great. <laughs> I will probably screw it up because I'm notorious for screwing up Christmas for my wife. And for like five years in a row, I really wrecked it. Terrible. And then last year, I bought a big ring, and it was like, oh, you're the best. And now this year, just start it all over again. It's like that ring didn't even matter. Do something like that and totally redeem yourself. Exactly. But not now. Now I'm right back in the ditch, crawling myself out again. I got to come up with something bigger than a ring that was... One of the most expensive pieces of jewelry I've ever purchased. <laughs> I had to sell a kidney. <laughs> but not now. Now it's like, what are you getting me again this What are you getting me this year? I'm like, a lawnmower. I mean, like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to do, BP. Oh me. All right, buddy. Uh thank you so much for for doing this and um I wish you uh all the luck in the world. Um yeah. next year, dude. Thanks. And I know we'll talk. And I hope you have a Merry Christmas. Anything you want to plug on LBL before you get off? Nah, I don't need to be plugging anything. <laughs> no plugs. I, just, I like it. just appreciate uh, people coming on here. Absolutely. Listening. I appreciate Listen. that. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all uh, y'all give BP a holler on Instagram if you haven't already following him and uh, YouTube. I know you. I know if you're here, you're already doing all that. But, but go ahead, just unfollow him and refollow him. Just make him feel good. <laughs> Tell him LBL sent you. All right, BP. I appreciate it, buddy. Yep. Ciao. All right. Thanks, buddy. Brandon Polinick right there. How cool is that? That guy is um, he's a super, super class act. And I found it really interesting. All that about money. Um, you know, and that he's not driven by that. And we we all are ultimately driven um by a dollar, but you know, we have to. You have to to survive. But, man, it's it's really cool to hear. And it's also interesting, I think, you know, he, he's kind of talking about, and I'm putting words in his mouth, but being led down a path a little bit by, you know, people. And, and I think, you know, the thing with MLF uh, that you have is there are it's a dozen or 14 guys that are anglers that fish MLF that are also owners on MLF. It's like Edwin and Shaw, Tim Horton, um, Boyd and Gary Klein and Mark Davis and uh, Alton Jones. There's a few. There's a few. Uh, I don't know all of them, but there's a few. And so, you know, those guys are kind of, you got you to think that last year they're kind of seeding the, you know, planting the seeds. Hey, this is the thing, and this is going. And and uh, and whether or not, you know, some of the guys knew those guys were, you know, actual owners in the organization as well. Um, you know, kind of laying all that stuff out there. So it's really interesting to see. It's not an organization that's just owned by, you know, a couple people. You actually have angler involvement in that, uh, which is also interesting that anglers would want to find a guy for just changing his mind and wanting to get out of there, you know. Um, very interesting. Very interesting. A lot of things with, uh, with BP there. Do not forget. Do not forget to... Uh, Comment below. I'm going to pick five folks. We're going to send you some boat guard from the folks at Starbright. Probably going to do another giveaway here in the month of December. Uh, just to show my thanks. I, I can't express how amazing it is to hear from you guys and gals um, out there, you know, 
lowbudgetlive, the number one, at gmail.com. The emails, Instagram messages, I'm trying to get caught up. Facebook messages, I suck at Facebook. Uh, YouTube comments, all the things that, that you guys are throwing at me, telling me how much you're enjoying LBL, telling me how much you're enjoying the channel. Lots of things to come in the next uh, three weeks here, right after the first of the year, we're going to have the first traveling circus for next year. It's already been filmed with my buddy Kyle Wood that works for FLW up in Minnesota. We did some frog fishing. That's going to be coming up. Um, got the trip from Venice coming up that's going to going to drop, and and lots more to come. Fixing to film a lot of things. So it won't always just be the podcast. I'm going to do the weekly podcast, but we're also going to have lots of fishing coming up. Uh, right now is just kind of a crappy time of year. Um, maybe taking a trip, though, here to uh, – uh, do some fishing with Mr. Ben Milliken pretty soon down in Texas. Hopefully after Christmas, going to get down there and do some six cents cranking around, I hope, uh, with Ben and maybe stupid Darian too. Not real sure, but thank y'all for everything. Thank you for listening. As long as you're listening, as long as you're enjoying it, I'm going to keep slinging it out there. If you've got anybody you'd like for me to reach out to to get on, hit me up. You know, Drop it in the comments. Send me an email shoot me an instagram message we'll we'll see who we can get on here uh lots of people have reached out about wanting to come on and i'm just trying to sort it all out right now you know uh i talked with david dudley today we're gonna try to get dudley on like try to get thrift may do that next week um but thank you guys so much i'm gonna leave you with my song once again biloxi blues for those of you asking the album is 64 you can get it on itunes thank y'all so much Hope you have a great, great week, and I'll see you next week. Some town or two below, I never could make it last. Spanish moss, a Civil War ghost, well, I'm gonna leave them in the past. Any direction, Lord, I'll be fine, it don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. It does not know my name And I don't care No, I don't care Heading my way For another place And I got Three good tires And a spare Just a white line gypsy Getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas To get there